Welcome to Engaging Life, the show where we talk about passions, well-being at work, and everything it means to live a fulfilling and an engaging life. Today I have Alyssa Michaels on the podcast and we're talking about um, grad school again because grad school consumes your whole life. (laughs) (laughs) But basically it's kind of about like well-being in grad school and really how how to survive grad school um, because it's a time (laughs) and a half. (laughs) Um, So yeah, let's, let's get into it. So first, I just want to hear a little bit about you, what's your background, what did you study kind of in undergrad, how'd you get to grad school? Okay, so I'm from Florida. Um, I went to Florida Atlantic University with my, to get my undergrad um, in psychology, and I think I always wanted to do um, industrial organizational psychology as opposed to clinical, um, and now I'm in, and so here we are. Cool, cool. <laughs> Um, what do you think of grad school so far? Hmm. It's a lot of work. It's cool because, like, you're surrounded by all these people who, like, are obsessed with the same things you're obsessed with and (laughs) love learning because, like, in undergrad, nobody is really, I mean, there might be a few people who are really passionate, but for the most part, it's hard to get people, like, involved, mm-hmm. so it's cool to be surrounded by people who kind of love what you love and gotcha. are, like, as diligent and determined. Yeah. Has it, like, met your expectations? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. Cool. Cool. At, at first, I remember, like, after the first semester, like, we just had so much that like we get jammed into us I was thinking like I don't know that I learned that much but then like once you start like actually using what you learn you realize like how much you actually did like learn throughout the no I know in my internship this summer I was just like I can't believe I'm actually using stuff we learned in like org psych and now that we're in selection we learned a lot in in test and measures even though we didn't really like it that much but we learned a lot yeah because now when when uh, like other teachers repeat those things I'm like I don't even need to listen I'm like I know that yeah so yeah kind of you don't even realize that you really are retaining a lot of stuff and it's a lot a lot of readings it's a time I'm struggling with readings this semester (laughs) yeah I think that's like the hardest part and then making sure that you have your discussion questions mm-hmm. and then yeah because I have three classes and they all this semester and they all usually have five readings per week and it's not oh like, yeah because you're in you're in attitudes right yeah attitudes and values which is uh you could explain it better than I can because I'm not in class um an elective course and it's really cool because it's not like lecture based we basically read those five articles on whatever topic so right now we're just looking at like basic theories of attitudes in the workplace and, um, and that's so, like, kind of like what, like, how employees look at their job or like what they think about their job. Yeah, exactly. So like job satisfaction and their commitment to the job and things like that. And instead of like her just lecturing about the papers, we always like do activities and it takes the entire three hours. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And we it, you end up learning because you're kind of like using what you've read and kind of like working through it so yeah she's she's really good at that yeah it's a cool it's a different version of class than we're used to yeah uh 
yeah, three-hour classes, gotta love them. Right, and and she makes it flow by, and it's like we're not even doing a lecture, we're yeah. doing, like, activities, so, yeah, she does a good job with that. That's really cool, that's really cool. So, on a previous episode, I kind of discussed my thoughts on grad school and answered a little bit of questions, and so I'm gonna get your thoughts on these questions. Okay. Uh, would you should suggest grad school? Yes, I would. If you like to learn, so you have to like be determined and like to learn and be passionate about your field and then it'll be the perfect place for you because you'll be surrounded by a bunch of other people who feel the same way. Mm -hmm. So, um, but like when I was trying to choose like if I should go to grad school and everything, I kind of like in psychology, you kind of know like you're not just going to get the undergrad uh, a bachelor's. But I wasn't sure if I wanted like a master's or PhD. And I think like that's a big thing with IO, at least like it's a big decision. Like and you don't really know how to choose. Like so I like I feel like I know more now after a year in on like how to make that decision, even though it's too late now. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, but and we had a really long, dis- like random discussion about that in our class the other day. It's called applied research method- methods, where you basically learn how to go uh, project manage in, yeah. in organizations. But we just randomly got onto that discussion yeah. because of some questions that people had and it really got in depth. Like, yeah. And it makes you realize that like, they're both like, pretty much they both have pros and cons and in the end like you're getting the same knowledge Mm -hmm. so like the main difference is like time and money because a PhD is going to take more time and less time like you're not going to get your career so you're not going to have income for a longer time than the master's students but then you get that research like immersive research experience but in the end um like what we learned in that class um Rich is the one who teaches it, and he's, like, been a part of the program for a very long time, so, like, I mean... since as long as I've been alive, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's been in I.O. for a long time, yeah. so I kind of trust what he's saying, and basically both degrees, like, it's... I think a lot of people think, like, a Ph.D. is going to get you more money, and mm-hmm. that's, like, not really how it works. Mm-hmm. The Ph.D. is really... It's a more... It's a greater starting amount, I think, but it also depends on how you work your degree, how you market your degree, because let's be honest, nobody knows really what Mm -hmm. the general public, I should say, does not know what IO psychology is. Yeah, so true. Yeah. And I'm actually glad you said that because I'm a master's student, so I have that perspective, but you're a PhD student. And yeah, we have (laughs) different... Well, sometimes I'm like, crap, I wish I was a master's (laughs) student so I could just get out and like go into the field. Yeah, yeah. So why did you choose PhD? Um, I think at the time it was like the main thing was like money because mm-hmm. I thought like most people think like it's for sure going to be more money, but mm-hmm. not necessarily because the master students are out there three years before you. So like they're already getting like promotions and stuff possibly. But my main thing was like thinking of money and thinking of like the fact that I'm a woman and like I just wanted my voice to like mean more so I thought if I had doctor like maybe it would like get them to understand me more and like listen to me um but now like it's funny because like I'll sometimes be like did I make the right choice because it would be a lot cooler if next year I was getting some income and like going in the career but it's also like I think there's a lot of PhD students right now who have their masters and work remotely so Mm -hmm. it's not like there's nothing but it's yeah. definitely difficult to, to balance that, but we'll get into that question later. Uh, no, but I do think it's interesting because our program is really unique in the sense that most, uh, at least IO programs, uh, master's degrees and PhD 
like actually not the degree but the classes are totally separate whereas we are like we are continually in classes together and we'll be in classes um and so i'm i'm really learning phd level stuff because of the uniqueness of this program and i think another point is that we have a lot of women in this program surprise like well i guess psychology is a pretty women heavy like industry but io is more business oriented yeah Yeah, and so. so i think that's really interesting and i don't know if i've ever like thought about that but have you thought about that like being a woman in a grad program yeah um i guess like because like we're kind of the majority it's not as like weird Mm -hmm. but going in like it was like things that i thought about like because that was like a big reason why i wanted to get the phd and stuff but i have noticed and i don't know if you think the same as this but i feel like I feel like the guys probably get more experience with data science. And I don't know if that's because hmm. we're like not interested in it or I don't know what that is, but do you, do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I can name five guides off the top of my head that are like really, really good at analytics, uh-huh. but yeah, that is true. Now that you say that we kind of, and I mean, we have certain people that like we can do it, but it's just not something that's yeah, like our specialty. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I think it comes down to like, like who gets in charge of like disseminating the tasks, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I think Gary, he's, I don't know if you've mentioned, he's one of the newer professors here. My advisor. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's my thesis advisor. So <laughs> I guess I'm pretty close to him too, Yeah. but he does a really good job at kind of, um, whoa, <laughs> he does a good Pause. job at, sorry. So we can just come back yeah. <laughs> so Gary does a good job at, Um, getting a little bit of an interruption in the podcast studio (laughs) but he does a good job at like giving tasks out to everybody whether it's a girl or a boy and like kind of encouraging because he's a a statistician so Mm -hmm. he's kind of like it's not like gender specific and I don't think anyone else means to do it that way no I think it's happening that way but I think Gary like makes it a point to like go the extra step and make sure that like and is reflective on like who's getting what so that it's more balanced yeah and I think it's it's funny because we just talked about this what was it no selection was Wednesday Uh uh-huh yeah yeah so we talked about yeah it was yesterday oh my goodness I don't (laughs) even know the days anymore but I mentioned some like the statistic that like women's particularly like in math don't really like from kindergarten on (laughs) they don't get as many chances to mess up or ask questions Mm -hmm. in like math classes or science classes and so that's really interesting so I feel like we can see that a little bit with the more like data analytics side and even like just TA positions because think about how many women in our program have TA positions which are in the stats classes versus men just because that's yeah, so that's that's not something no, that I thought about, but point. I, yeah. I just think it's interesting being a woman in grad school, and so if it's if it's a more like male dominated field, I would want to know what that experience is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's cool. That's cool. Uh, getting back to the question, how do mm-hmm. you balance? How do you balance school with other aspects of your life? Okay, so. I think I've gotten good at this over the last year, but um, I still struggle with things, but I have like things that I remind myself. So like one thing is making sure that you don't make yourself feel guilty if you go to take a break or go to do something that's not related to school. 
Mm -hmm. Um, because like grad school has such a culture of like being busy all the time and always working. Mm -hmm. And that's true. Like you are, you always have something to do, but it's not, if you adopt that whole culture and I'm always thinking like work, 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 then you're going to be able, then you're going to like not, um, those other aspects of your life are going to like fall short and be on the back burner. And eventually like that's going to affect your learning experience because you're going to be burnt out and not be able to focus as much. So if you can just stop yourself from making yourself feel guilty when you like go to take a break or take a nap or watch a TV show, then that kind of helps. But then it's hard to do that when you are comparing yourself to everybody else in the program who like has a huge workload, just Mm -hmm. like you. But for some reason, you kind of make yourself feel guilty if you like take a break. You're just like, oh, everybody else is so busy and I'm so busy. I can't really be taking a break. But if you think like that, then it's just going to stress you out more. So I kind of like to, like, I have my schedule out and, like, I have my, like, basic priorities for that week. Like, I know it has to be done. And, like, you got into grad school, too. So you know that you're determined, like, you can do it. Mm -hmm. So if you've got the schedule out and you know it needs to be done, then it's a little, like, easier to not guilt trip yourself because you're like, I have it planned out. I know I'm getting it done so I can take this free time for myself, whether it's, like, relaxing stuff or like stuff like running errands mm-hmm. or like doctor's appointments because that's a big thing like you know because I can't even yeah. <laughs> I have like a two-year-old uh prescription for my eyeglasses and I've just like been pushing that doctor's uh, appointment yeah. off so like and that's just like that's affecting other things and th- there's just no reason to like guilt trip myself to not like take an hour and go, yeah. go to the eye doctor and things like that so but I think a big thing is like not comparing your um recovery experiences like whether it's a break or like you doing Mm -hmm. errands to other people's and then same like with the workload because it's easy to make it seem like you're gonna think they're doing more or they're doing better than you or you're lazier than them but I'm sure they feel the same way about you so just trying not to do that comparing thing helps like not feel guilty yeah and I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like we're talking about just what we talked about in class this week because (laughs) Rich brought that up too is that he said like all of you guys are like more than capable capable of being here all of you guys are capable Mm -hmm. whether you're master's or PhD of like excelling in the workplace uh getting a PhD uh so he was just like, all of you guys are capable. We know that because you're in grad school. And I feel like a big part of your first year in grad school is feeling the imposter syndrome. That's actually one yes. of the most common things. Yeah. And I mean, I know I felt it. I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're so used to being kind of um, at, at the top. Yeah, and so when you definitely. get around a lot of and I don't want to say like at the top in a like braggish sort of no, way but it's but just yeah. you're you're used to getting the under the information and understanding it really really quickly and when you're in yeah. grad school and you have loads of information to process you're just well you know you're like what do I do yeah that's so true <laughs> and so you start to see other people around you especially I think the people who are above us like the second mm-hmm. years and we were just like like how you know how are you doing this the third years or fourth years because they're just really really hard workers and we were just like how do you get to this point where you can just call like remember somebody who wrote an article that's i still struggle with that Uh remembering people (laughs) wrote articles but i'll just spit it out exactly how do you do that um and so imposter syndrome is a really really big aspect of grad school but thinking about it i think it's just because more people are kind of 
kind of at your yeah at uh, a level at a, le- at, at a level like you said like you they really want to learn and so you're around other people for the first time who all of you are there to learn something mm-hmm. um, and learn a specific thing and to like achieve a greater level of learning mm-hmm. and so I think when you get into that environment whereas you've been put in environments where everybody's been at kind of different levels we learned about range restriction <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically it's just that yeah. everybody's at this certain type of level in like wanting and desire to learn and so when you get at everybody at a high level it just seems different but it's not really different it's just you don't have that whole like group there yeah you don't have the whole group to compare to and Mm -hmm. so you're all of a sudden like oh maybe I'm not cut out for this but you realize that you are but I think that exactly I think that a lot of people can (laughs) I'm an optimist (laughs) so I really (laughs) think that people can do what they set out to do yeah and I think grad school is is for a lot of people if that's genuinely what you want to mm-hmm. do um and so that's just my thought but yeah like yeah. if you're passionate about it then exactly then go, go for it yeah. yeah yeah and I think you bring a unique perspective because you care a lot about like well-being and yeah. taking breaks in uh-huh. the workplace so that's like your areas of interest yeah. so do you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so First, like, it goes back to that grad school culture, like, well-being and breaks, like, even though we're in IO psychology and we, like, focus on employee well-being, there's still, like, um, there's more, like, focus on selection and things that are more going to bring money as opposed to, like, bring wellness to your employees. So it's still hard to, like, get people to realize that well-being and taking breaks is okay even in the IO psychology realm so you have to just remember to not compare yourself or your boundaries to other people so if Mm -hmm. you set a boundary to not check your emails after seven o'clock or something yeah then don't feel upset when somebody is like oh did you not get my email or something don't Mm -hmm. let that be like oh crap now they're gonna think I'm lazy Mm -hmm. like just they have different boundaries than you do it doesn't mean anything like and like I think some of the things I do to I guess set boundaries is one of the big things I've done recently. I told you I turned off my notifications on my email and that helped a lot. So, I mean, you don't have to do that at all times, but maybe if you're like working on a really stressful project, whenever you get an email on that chain of those yeah. people, it just stresses you out and it distracts you from all those other tasks that you have going on. Mm-hmm. Or it distracts you from the moment, like you're taking a break or you're watching TV and you see it pop up and then you stop and go to your laptop and then yeah. you just start working again. So then it kind of ruins your break. So like it goes back to like, you're in grad school for a reason. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to get your stuff done. So you don't need to have those notifications because you're going to check your email like every hour anyway yeah. or at least if every couple hours like you're on the computer all the time so if you wait to check your email and attend to those tasks when it's when you choose to go to your email then it's better than it popping up in the middle of a task and then it's stressing you out more yeah. so kind of like waiting and then you're more in control like you're going to do it when you check your emails and that's when you can deal with those yeah. tasks kind of thing that's or, a big thing and even knowing that like something that I did yesterday is 
I could have sent an email at 9.30 at night, but I was just like, this can wait until the morning. Like, yeah. even if they check it, it, it's fine. Like, this can wait and knowing that things can wait and you don't have to, yeah, like, that's so keep important. these crazy hours just because maybe other people keep crazy hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and then we're all just doing it because we yeah, see exactly. you doing it and then we just keep doing exactly. it. Exactly, and, and the, like, phones... <laughs> Are the best, but also the worst. Because yeah. I, like, do everything on my phone because I don't feel like, like, pulling out my laptop mm-hmm. or even, like, going to the TV. Like, it's so convenient and you can, like, stream and watch yeah. movies or, like, everything. whatever. You can do everything on your phone. And so that has really kind of been, I think, detrimental to people just because you are, you have access to work all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to figure out a way to stop working um, yeah. and just take time for yourself and also not get addicted to technology but I have different thoughts on that because <laughs> I mean is addiction really it's just that it's this is what we know and so it's kind of hard to like yeah. it, this is a way that you're connected to the world and yeah it's how you make connections and it's just like instantly gratifying like you can get like news you can exactly get con- you can connect with your friends like yeah. or you can send emails and exactly <laughs> exactly exactly and so it's every everything in moderation but also realizing that that's just the way that the world is but try trying to find time as best you can to to make time for your for yourself yeah um so talking about that what's the most challenging thing for that you've done in grad school thus far or just like since you've been in grad school what's the most challenging thing that you've encountered yeah so I don't know that it's like one specific moment it's like something that happens often in grad school Mm -hmm. is like that you're confronted with certain tasks that like accentuate or make you realize that you're not the best in that area Mm -hmm. so like it uncovers your weaknesses kind of and since you're surrounded by all these people who are like really brilliant and good like it can make you feel like inadequate or something so like I mean, on all kinds of projects, like when you're writing, um, a lot of times we do Google Docs so we can see how other people are writing. Oh my God. We'll be like, oh my God, they sound so much better than me. <laughs> and, but, and you use that as like a thing to kind of like negatively evaluate yourself and then you turn it into a bad thing, like, oh, I shouldn't be here and like I'm inadequate. But if you frame it like in the way that like grad school is literally supposed to show you where you're weak and where you need improvement. I have not thought about it like that, but it's a good way to think. Yeah, so because every time someone, whether it's like someone else giving you a negative evaluation or you yourself being like, I didn't do that as good as anyone else or someone else in the group, like that's going to, I don't know, like influence, I don't know, you've got to be able to change the way that you're looking at it like Mm -hmm. don't look at it as that negative thing like look at it like wow I would have never become aware of this weakness and like now I'm in this environment where everybody's learning and it's okay to mess up and practice and like get to know how to do those certain things so instead of being like crap I'm so inadequate I can't believe I can't (laughs) like turn it into like well I'm really glad I was able to like be confronted and like aware with this weakness because some people like go throughout their whole career without realizing that they're bad at communicating or bad at like time management or interpersonal skills mm-hmm. and like being aware of it now in a less um, intense environment mm-hmm. and, like where you're supposed to be learning. And yeah. Where you can in an yeah. environment where you can fail and it's okay to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. When you do fail, don't take it as a negative, almost try to reframe it and be like, okay, this is an opportunity to learn more and, 
get more reframing thinking is a big thing in psychology because it because yeah, it, it works it's like that I say it like you're <laughs> that's what you do with yeah. all kinds of things and uh, but yeah. I mean it's it's true and it's like there's different different techniques to it but it's really true that your minds are really really powerful and how you think can actually affect mm-hmm. your body <laughs> so yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's really really true and once you get like on the path of thinking that maladaptive way like oh another thing I'm bad at like then it's just gonna keep going that way and then once you start to reframe it like oh cool another thing I can work on or at least now I know myself and my mm-hmm. strengths and weaknesses and I can have people compensate for that instead yeah. of being blindsided and be like, oh my God, I didn't know I did that bad on that or yeah, whatever. I am horrible at stats. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I think we also say that we're way worse. We're like, oh, I did way yeah, worse but we than know, that person. We know but a good really... amount. And it, it, I feel like, and I've thought, and I probably shouldn't say like I'm horrible at stats because I'm not, because we right. learned yeah. in, in class where we were in kind of a class setting when we st- took statistics where we were in more of a general population i'd say yeah and so we really learn like oh i'm getting this information and other Mm -hmm. people are not and so i'm i'm more uh apt to do it and Mm -hmm. i didn't think that i was yeah um so yeah and i that probably is like what we've been talking about because we're always surrounded by by people that know how to do it Mm -hmm. and so when you don't know like know exactly what other people know you feel like you don't know anything but you do and they probably have those same things yeah, about you, about, just yeah. with something else, like yeah. non stats. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's super interesting. So what, like, I mean, I know I, I know you kind of got into steps, but like, what steps would you take to reframe your thinking? Hmm, that's a good question. So microberry breaks. Like, <laughs> that is a good point. Like, if you find yourself like really beating yourself up, like take a like get away from it and like go watch tv or like take a nap and like stop letting yourself like go in that cycle and ruminate about it because I do that all the time whether it's like school stuff or relationship stuff like I just ruminate on Mm -hmm. things like that's the first like bad thing so you have to stop the ruminating and then if you notice that you are ruminating you have to reframe it so it's not a negative thing it's actually like that's why you're here like is to like realize what you're bad at and what you're good at and how to improve and things like that. So that's really good. Yeah, but it's easier I easier said than done. <laughs> but just Absolutely. reminding yourself that yeah. That's the I feel like that's everything in grad school is is easier said than done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So like what so what do you like to do kind of outside of grad school? Have you hmm. gotten, like, have you gotten any new hobbies since you've been in grad school? Hmm. Um, not really, but um, in undergrad, like, I really was not social at all because I lived at home and I was a commuter. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get that, like, social aspect. And here we're all such good friends, everybody in the program. So I guess, like, my new hobby is, like, actually hanging out with people. <laughs> but, um like we all go out and we have like the group chat and things mm. like that so like we're like connecting with each other and then like I've always <laughs> been in cooking <laughs> so like when I'm trying to take a break or procrastinate I'll be like okay well I'll make a meal or something so that way it's like I can eat mm. it all week and I don't have to make myself feel bad because it's like I actually need food yeah. and I enjoy cooking so like it's like a good but I think my big hobby is Netflix and oh, yeah. guilty myself that I watched the Netflix <laughs> instead of. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, but you, 
and again, you need br- because you're thinking constantly. Yeah. Um, in classes, and again, those classes are three hours long. Exactly. Very very long classes. Um, and it's, uh, just more complex thinking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you you're really not just have like- to taking in information and writing notes like you're like wait a second what does that even mean yeah exactly exactly and so I think you really got to find just kind of like mindless things to do yeah it's so true and like because of the culture people think that that's like not good or if you do that you're lazy or not Mm -hmm. hard working and it's like it has nothing to do with your work ethic it could be even that you're like it can be a strength that you have those boundaries and like know that it's okay to like go and watch a show or something yeah what shows are you watching hmm, oh my god I just watched this new mini series on Netflix it's called unbelievable and it's mm, about yeah it was I've a heard true about story that. about uh, a serial rapist and they were he was going to all different towns so they mm-hmm. couldn't yeah it was really cool and then um oh god this is another bad one because it's about <laughs> a rapist too. <laughs> but um it just came out it's a documentary so this one's not like a theatrical thing um about it's called roll red roll roll and it's about an ohio football team that did some bad things mm. i should probably yeah. get some feel good things in there too so like gilmore girls is like my <laughs> go-to like feel good like i don't want to stress or like the fact know. that you went to <laughs> went <laughs> from, <all> the <laughs> yeah to to gilmore i yeah. Well, I thought, I thought it was being a little too, like, like that's not the best break but to I take think, is to yeah. go get upset about something else. But yeah, and I it guess it is be, a little bit, like, individual. Because I couldn't, like, just because <laughs> we, in a, it, granted, we're not in, like, clinical psychology, so it's not like we're encountering those things all the time. So, but it's... Yeah, it's still, like, heavy. Mm-hmm. And, like, after you've been working all day, like, a typical break would probably be something a little bit more But, I mean, more if relaxing. it's interesting to you. Yeah, but, like, it's also, like, a ho- like hobbies. Like, what things do you want to, like, catch up on and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, like, yeah. it's not always just what's relaxing, I guess. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah. sometimes I'm just, like, okay, I want to, like, lay in bed. But then other times everyone's going out. And I'm, like, huh. Eh. Like, that could be my, like, break is going out. Even though, in my mind, a break is, like, relaxing at home and not having to like do things and stay out late but at the same time like going out is a whole different type of like recovery experience yeah yeah I feel like you and I both kind of get some flack from people because (laughs) number one we started out our first year and we lived probably I live the farthest well besides besides one of our other uh, oh true yeah peers in our cohort (laughs) but he he lives quite a bit away so he didn't he doesn't really like he can't really come yeah do the social things Uh and so but I lived 30 minutes away at the time and you lived about 20 20 to 15 minutes away Mm -hmm. and so we would always go places and part of it was because like we had to it's like mentor stuff but then we would be like okay like we got it but I always loved that like period of time (laughs) because we had that in like we could always look to each other and be like are you about to leave okay Mm -hmm. good so we could like both leave together so it's not an awkward thing but, like, we could still do that. And yeah. I, I think, like, that's another thing about the boundary thing. Like, 
you can go out and like you don't have to feel like you shouldn't make the other people feel bad because they're not going out. Mm-hmm. Like make sure you're encouraging them, make sure they're like welcome, but don't make them feel bad for like yeah. leaving early or like, like at least I am a grandma. Up. I like me too. I like, get people, tired. Yeah, like <laughs> they like start. They're just like let's meet up at like I love when they say let's meet up at eight. And <laughs> and even though I like want to believe that that's the case, I know that somebody at the last minute is going to change it to like nine thirty. Yeah. And I'm like oh. My God. <laughs> and then you're like wait like I'm yeah, ready now. How am I like, stay awake I, for the next? But all, yeah, you're just like yeah. if it's pushed back and then I have to stay. Like I was planning on leaving at ten thirty. Yeah. It's like a good hour and a half or whatever. But you know, it's really it's really funny because. Hello again from the. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he took a micro, a forced micro break there. Yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about good. before. <laughs> Going out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not wanting to go out. Yeah, I was saying that I really, <laughs> I really value sleep because yes. I couldn't, I didn't have that much sleep in in undergrad. Yeah, that's and true. so yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a big change for me, like in undergrad, I was working and going to school. So then like now that I'm here and I just have school, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, it's just weird. Like it's a different dynamic, like just having school, but still being just as busy as I was when I had school and work because well, it's just more intensive. Yeah, and it's like, it's not an outside job, but yeah, we, I, job, but you yeah. have a, like you have two graduate assistantships two, actually. Yeah. And so... <laughs> What yeah. is what is how do you what is a grad graduate assistantship? So that is kind of like how we get our money, pretty much. Yeah, so how we it pay. It's not even money; it's tuition. just tuition. Yeah, it's so just they don't tuition. let you take it as a stipend, even. And I mean, so. I have a stipend, but I would much rather it be tuition remission. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, yeah, I just I know somebody who one semester they got um, some GSA or some, some type of contract paid for their entire tuition that semester. And they also had their GSA though. Mm -hmm. And so that extra GSA money, they weren't allowed to use because it can only go towards your tuition. So it kind of got thrown away, but that's, that's a bureaucratic thing. (laughs) They let me keep both my scholarship and the GSA, which I was very, very grateful. It might've had to do, it was like a Navy contract. So it might've been something because it was like outside of the school money. I have no idea. But but. I feel like they, people just got to learn how to work the system. I think make it work for you because it's just like, you can't. So if I would have chosen to get, cause my thing does come with some money in tuition remission. But if Mm -hmm. I had chosen to accept that tuition remission, I wouldn't have got the scholarship. So it's basically like you have to choose and then they can basically pay you the other money that's and pay pay you in wages instead of tuition remission. Yeah. Um, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And so I got to keep the scholarship, but also get the money from the graduate assistantship. Yeah. Yeah, You really have to like talk to professors and like people who have gone through it before seen their students go through it before so you yeah because like, you don't know what's crazy going on yeah. expensive. oh my god yeah yeah and that's another thing with the deciding masters or phd like do you want do <laughs> can you financially like do that extra three years and like, yeah. that's the thing is that with with certain grad schools it's you, you think it's four years and mm-hmm. the way that the program is set up they uh, don't really allow you like it's not yeah. not really don't allow you but it's more so done in five Less years feasible, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's it's done in five years which is 
a crazy long amount yeah. of time. I try to tell myself it will just be four, but I, when I, like just now, I was like three, so that yeah. I don't like upset myself when I am here the fifth year. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no no shame in that. No shame <laughs> in that. But that's that's cool. What do you do um, for your graduate assistantship? Um, I know so, you're in a little bit of a peculiar situation. With yeah, yours. I actually, um, I have new news, but first oh, I'll cool. go off my, my one GSA um, is with an undergrad professor who is doing um, forensic psychology, which and is kind of we're both different. in her lab, which yes. is basically just sit there and talk about research. Yeah, research and like a little bit of politics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she loves Paul. And I guess that's, she kind of like studies that. Yeah. yeah, and I guess like when you get like more into the, because she's more on the law side and like courtroom yeah. type psychology stuff. So. And she's from Canada. So it's much, mm-hmm. much less, I think, taboo to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. yeah, it's not as like a, a touchy subject. Yeah. Subject. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so for her, I'm basically just helping her with her undergrad classes, and um, she oh, cool. has... Have you gotten to, like, just grading, just grading. I yeah. want to grade tests. Like, that it's is my... Fun. Actually, it's funny, though. Well, so I'm not grading a test. I'm grading this assignment, so it's, okay. like, writing, yeah. and I know when I was an undergrad, like, I always liked when people helped me with my grammar or yeah. just, like, sentences and stuff, and she... Um, so Lily is um, somebody who graduated last um, mm-hmm. year with her master's, and before... Shout out to my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> and before she was the had this position with Dr. Edkins, um, the forensic psychologist professor and so I can kind of see what she did and Mm -hmm. she would sometimes like give them those like extra like oh you should probably like not start with this sentence or whatever and Dr. Atkins told me like that that's probably the best way to do it like you can do that Mm -hmm. Um, but she was like if you're too busy just grade it and Mm -hmm. you don't have to add all those extra things yeah but so I started adding the extra things because that was like the biggest thing that helped me improve my writing when I was an undergrad Mm -hmm. and I got like like self reflective and I was like is this the right thing to be saying and then I didn't want them to think I was like attacking them yeah I mean like it's it's totally cool but like just some notes on grammar mm-hmm. like you did great but yeah so I think I'm getting better at though now I feel like I just fly through them and yeah is this fun. changing your uh c- career progression do you want to go into academics now? no definitely <laughs> not I think it like is just confirming that I don't want to do that uh that's also think, a big debate is academics versus uh yeah. versus applied is the words that we use in psychology mm-hmm. but it's basically are you going to go into like an organization or are you going to go into higher education yeah mm-hmm. but specifically with if you choose the academia route, it's very he- heavy in publishing journal articles. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, that's publish like or perish is the exactly, and the whole the bureaucratic stuff with oh, the journals uh, and the what worst. they'll accept, and just what other researchers are doing and isn't they, always like. Um, like it's ethical and it's good and it's progressing the knowledge, but sometimes it's like like construct it proliferation. <laughs> like they're just kind of like it's not to do good research. I have so is many thoughts on that like process because I it's just feel like a, a lot. And this is my own opinion, and no offense <laughs> to anybody, but I feel like a lot of academia is really uh, more so egotistical. Um, yeah, I in the sense that, that it's just like. They're like, why would you go into the work? And I mean, we talked about this in Rich's class. Like, yeah. why would you go into the workplace? What's the, oh, they're, anyway. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, I'm sure it's gotten better as we've gone like, yeah, but further, I think but it's still not the 
yeah uh best environment it could be which is like every other environment i guess true yeah yeah but i think like that was a big t- thing too like for choosing not academia like because teaching is fun and it, mm-hmm. like i do like like seeing like how like because the students write these amazing things and it's cool yeah. to see that but just having to have that set amount of things that you have to publish uh, like stresses me out because like I'm like more of a perfectionist like I don't want to do a study unless it's like exactly what the field in the research needs to progress so yeah like, if you really want to and like Jackie she's like in our she's program so passionate about she's it. doing academia and it's like perfect because she'll be able to handle that rigorous like yeah. doing research all the time and she's really good like in class discussions mm-hmm. like not just saying her own piece but like bringing it back to what everyone's saying so yeah. she's gonna be awesome I already yeah she really <laughs> hates when we get off on tangents mostly it's <laughs> that's so true. I'll accept my part in the tangents I I do it too yeah, yeah. It, classes are but this is like a side note about our like particular cohort is that we like ask a lot <laughs> of questions uh sometimes they are applicable to what we're talking so about nice. but oftentimes they are not yeah. and I I think I'm noticing it again because we've just like started classes and we're kind of yeah. getting into a swing of things. And uh, our like the past couple of classes, it's been so funny to see like us ask our professors questions and then they're like, they they answer and they give really really good answers, yeah. but they are just not expecting us to an- yeah. like ask questions mm-hmm. because most. I, I feel like the groups ahead of us have kind of just been like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna intake this information. Yeah, and that's I got it. that sense too. Like Rich made it seem like in the past he's had to like encourage people to yeah, ask questions yeah and not even only rich but like jesse yeah. as well and i think alice is like yeah. all everybody even pat yeah. like we were talking about job analysis is like usually job analysis is a pretty dull topic right <laughs> like, we, we like, had already asked I'm glad, like, five yeah. things and gone <laughs> off on tent yeah which a uh, job analysis is basically coming up with a description for a job in the most basic terms mm-hmm. yeah. um kind but of feeds into the job description you see yeah like, like the job postings job. Yeah. yeah and so i just think that's really funny is that we are a very inquisitive bunch yeah. of people and that like <laughs> that's why it's so fun to like be around all these people who like like the same things and yeah. are just as passionate because we yeah. all kind of like feed off each other's energies and stuff yeah i feel like we got off onto a little bit of a tangent there because you were gonna say something like (laughs) what's the new thing about the gsa oh my god that i forgot we were even (laughs) talking about yeah so i've got the edkins thing and then my other one i was originally supposed to be working with lisa who used to be our program chair and she just recently got promoted to the dean of the entire psychology program so she's been very busy Mm -hmm. and um our new program chair is gary and he um has taken me under his wing so i'm no longer going to be working with lisa i love everybody but gary is the best he really is i Um, can say that because he's my advisor (laughs) especially he's good at um like he's just good at being a mentor Mm -hmm. and like really the learning process like he cares about his students and Mm -hmm. i'm not to say that the other ones don't but he like really makes uh effort yeah i think we see that a little bit more is because we were the we came in together so it was our first year and it was his first year and so i feel like i don't even know if uh, i don't know this is the right place (laughs) but i like i don't know if he has that same relationship with other cohorts like the people that are above above us in years but or even below us in years because they just know him in a different context whereas we came and we were like we don't know what we're doing you sort of kind of like don't you're Mm -hmm. still trying to adjust to the job and so that was a cool thing that we 
have mm-hmm. with him just because we came in at the same time. Yeah. And he kind of wasn't, um, a f- like, he wasn't immersed in our culture yet. So mm-hmm. he got to bring, like, his own perspectives. Yeah. And, like, um, changes to the program and yeah. stuff. So that was cool, too. Yeah. But so, yeah, I'm going to be working with him instead of Lisa, which I'm a little upset about, but... Elisa does some cool work. She does women, women mm-hmm. in leadership yeah. studies. So I just she's feedback, got so much. Now she's doing research and administrative yeah, stuff, and it's, so it's just she's hard great. To she's manage great. Somebody, yeah. So it works out better. This well, that's time. cool. What are you? I guess kind of like the last question because we're coming up on time here. But what are you studying for your thesis? Um, so I'm looking at breaks, which is kind of why now it makes a lot of sense. So I've been telling everybody to take breaks the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at how breaks influence a single break episode would then influence your um, positive and negative affect, which is just kind of like your feelings of positive positivity and like feelings of negativity. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also checking out um, fatigue and energy levels to see how the break affects that. And that's kind of already been done. And for the most part, it seems like breaks are good for um, being, they're going to make you more positive and less negative yeah. and less fatigued. But um, there's individual differences. And that's like where it goes into like, you shouldn't judge someone else's boundaries because there are individual differences. Mm-hmm. Some people can work straight through and it's not as detrimental to their energy as yeah. it would be to someone else. Yeah. So we're looking at if you get interrupted during your break. So kind of like when you're getting an email and you're trying to watch TV, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Or if you're just taking a relaxing break and someone interrupts you and turns it into like a social break. Yeah. And how that influences your um, recovery outcomes. Yeah. And I imagine, yeah, so I imagine that would... Uh, be different for like introverts and extroverts too. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. There, it was Is he making you develop a scale? Sorry, finish. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard to kind of figure out what individual differences I want to look at, you yeah. know, because there's polychronicity, which is like enjoying multitasking. Okay. And then there's like intrinsic and en- extrinsic motivation to the yeah. job. Like, does it make you feel good or do you just like the money that you get from it? And other things like benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so it was hard. And then what was the one thing that you just mentioned? That would be, I don't, oh i said are is he making you gary loves developing scales because he's a statistician so is he making you develop a scale well so not making but is he encouraging (laughs) you to develop a scale he's encouraging me to develop a scale he's my thesis advisor as well yeah so interruptions to breaks has never really been studied before everybody looks at interruptions to work so Mm -hmm. i'm going to not necessarily make um a scale i mean i guess it probably will end up being like a few items Mm -hmm. but we're basically like kind of developing the construct of interruptions to breaks Mm -hmm. so like are we just gonna say it's an interruption or are we gonna break it down like you were taking a break and um you had to you got interrupted and you had to go back to work or you're taking a break and you got interrupted and you had to do something social instead Mm -hmm. of relaxing which are both types of breaks so things like that are we have to hash out and kind of like there's no one to look at what they've done before. So I think we are going to try and like figure something out there, like with dimensions and the scale, but that's really cool. Still in the preliminary stages. <laughs> yeah. It's quite <laughs> early. Hopefully we can defend before. Yeah. I think we're all off to a good start though. Cause like we yeah. all have a solid ish yeah. idea. And I think most, uh, like a lot of our cohort is like doers. Like we don't really, I mean like we procrastinate but we procrastinate yeah i totally get what you yeah yeah mm-hmm. um procrastinate as much as you can and without 
detrimentally yeah. affecting your yeah. work. And then it's done. <laughs> yeah. And well being. Cool. <laughs> and well being. <laughs> and well being. Well, on that note, uh, do you have any like where that people can follow you? Do you want people to follow you? You don't have to say. Oh yeah, I have a LinkedIn. Um, it's Alyssa Michaels. Um, Michaels is spelled M I C H E L S, which is odd. Everybody always that's weird because it should have an A in it. <laughs> so I'm on LinkedIn, so you could follow me on there. And we are always like updating what we're doing, like in terms of like work at the center, which is one of our consulting things that we have here at our program, and we'll just kind of update with all of our things that we do. Yeah, cool, cool. Maybe they can help you out with your uh, dissertation. Be a part yeah, of maybe if I need to uh, <laughs> check out the scale that I developed for the interruptions to break. Yeah, I'll, pilot I'll, test whatever you have, day. whatever you have the skill developed, yeah, I'll just like if. drop it in the link. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> That's so the description box. That's so funny. Cool. Well, thank you, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks it's for been having fun. me. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's been awesome. This Yay. is like this is what we do in real life. So it's like True. we're literally just <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks for watching and I'll see you again in next, in two weeks, two weeks actually. All right. Peace.